Hey everyone, before we get started this week, I want to give a huge shout out to the boys and girls over at Epic Endings Podcast. Epic Endings is a great 5e actual play podcast featuring level 20 characters finding their end in epic ways. I really enjoy the cruisy one-on-one nature of the episodes that I've listened to so far, and if you like us, this may be something you really enjoy. Um, it's also a really good podcast if you've got young people in the room or people who don't appreciate bad language like we all seem to. So go on, head over, check them out, leave them a good review, and um, well, on with what we do. Hi everyone, this is Josh, the DM. Welcome to Nerdy People Play Dungeons & Dragons, part of the Nerdy Things Podcast Network. I'm Tyler from the Talking Fail and the Discographers Podcasts. I'm playing the Human Ranger, Aiden Hobbs. Hi, I'm Ethan, and I'm playing Gary the Monk. I'm Crystal from Board Game Blitz, and I'm playing Amethysia, the half-elf bard. I'm Jesse from the Our Turn podcast, and I'm playing Valorax, the dragonborn fighter. Alrighty. Um, everybody, welcome to Nerdy People Play D&D. I am joined, as always, by... My four favorite people to play Dungeons and Dragons with on this podcast. I was gonna say, you, I know you play other D and D groups, so you you had to add a caveat. But you know what? We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, funnily enough, it's the it's, best compliment I've had all day. I that's actually sad. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be playing tonight. Um, the person who's going to be running that uh, is actually the person who gave me the notes on this quest that you guys are about to go on. Um, his name is Cameron, or Braggerman, and um, really good guy. The prep work he does makes me feel like the laziest, most higgledy-piggledy, useless dungeon master I've ever played, like, ever seen. So, all good stuff. But how are you guys Crystal, been? I think, well, sh- Crystal, I think we have to add higgledy-piggledy, or whatever he just said, to the list of weird things that we've never heard before in America. I actually, I think I've heard higgledy-piggledy. Okay. I think that... Is I have as pretty, well. uh, All right. Yeah, I think in the, I think that's a Midwestern thing in America. There are also uh, grocery stores in in the Midwest called Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. As well. So. Okay. All right. False okay. alarm. Yeah, that that one's not an Australian yeah. one. That's a British one. Ah, uh, so that might have been easier to migrate over than you know. Well, a lot of British <laughs> did migrate over to Australia. Not not all voluntarily. Well. Right. I mean, that's we get that. So. <laughs> Fun fact. Are you calling the Irish British, Josh? Don't do that. Yeah, actually, I was about to say. I need to correct that. Because um, Ethan and I have a shared ancestor. Funnily enough, we've actually got a couple. Um, like yeah, two, or two or three. And, um, what a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, what a coincidence. We're related. Um, yeah, one of our ancestors actually was an Irish resistance person who burned down a barn and got sent to Australia for that. So, yeah. Fun, fun, fun. And, so anyways. And this has been Commonwealth Talk on BBC. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, so moving straight along. Last week, you guys visited the church and you met Gary's brother, Larry, the cleric, who uh, was able to confirm that Gary does have something very evil in his head. And he did mention there is a, uh, a creature who is um, out in the Badlands where uh, orc raids and whatnot are very, very common, who may be able to help Gary free himself from the influence of the evil book. So um, what would you guys like to do now? 
Well, I mean, you guys want to go How- to the Badlands? Guess, you know, I might flip out and kung fu y'all. Yeah, we don't want to take you to a fancy party when you have <laughs> evil stuff in your head. So clearly we need to deal with the evil stuff in your head first, then go to the fancy party. Okay. I mean, on that, I mean, I'm fine either way, but... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, we should probably just go. Okay, I assume you guys go to see Huckle Up before you set out and, like, get your stuff together. That uh, seems like a reasonable course of action. If sure, nothing else, not? we would like another glass of that wine. He, he can help you out there. I mean, it's... Actually, no, it'd be a bit later in the day, so you got... I mean, it's after 12, somewhere. Probably. We probably need to negotiate with Huckle Up how much that barrel is going to cost him. I just realized we gave him a barrel of incredibly fine, uh, at this point, incredibly rare uh, wine and didn't, you know, well, the, the we didn't haggle. The wine is to buy your way into the party. It oh. is essentially a gift to the nobles of this town for them to use that to purchase social cred and to lift their own standing in the realm. Okay. So you, you're, It's probably worth a few quid. There's, there's going to be something. There's going to be something. So um, you guys do make it back to the lazy in, uh, the lazy duck, and Hucklup is staying there. He's got an envelope in his hand. He's like, guys, 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 that was so glad you're back. I was just able to arrange this for you. And he slides the envelope across the table. On the, on the uh, outside of the envelope, it reads but one name. Uh, the name is Lady... Uh, sorry, wrong word. Actually, yeah, it would be Lady Vidam Amethesia Inadi and Company. Oh, damn. They spelled my well, name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, that's my name, as a matter of fact. Hey, guys, yeah. I, 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 I had to do some fast talking, but, um, well, they know who you are, he says, pointing at Amethesia. The, the rest of you guys, I, I was able to get you under as, like, you know, attaches and bodyguards. Like, that, that Staff. Kind of, pr- pretty much. I. Well, here I was thinking they'd know who we are through our uh, musical fates. Am, am I to assume, based on the outer appearance of this envelope, that this is our invitation, then, to the party? and Or is this something that I should be opening now? I would assume it's the invitation... And I'd probably recommend opening it. Alright, well, let's crack open that envelope then, shall we? Actually, I'm kind of debating whether I should open it in private. Please don't set it on fire. <laughs> I won't set it on fire. It's a really nice envelope. It's embossed with gold around the edges. The, the writing is really, really fine and calligraphic. It, it, it's, it's looking real nice. All right, I'm just going to I'm going to make sure that no one is standing directly behind me. I'm not going to be like shifty about it, but I just want to be I want to be the first person to see whatever's in here just in case. Okay. Um you open it up and you you unfold it. The notepaper itself is actually exquisitely fine and it does read from the desk of the Lady Baroness Henrietta Agnes Laragai. Dearest Vidal, your gift of the wine brings us cheer to our hearts and a great joy to hear from you again. Your family again. Sorry, Josh can't read his notes. Please, please allow us the uh, the courtesy and joy of hosting you and your closest companions 
at a soiree two weeks hence from this date. Alrighty. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Uh, can I examine the note just to see, make sure there's nothing else to it, nothing hidden, nothing... Nope. Oh, there's one little, there's one little note underneath. Please come dressed and prepared for a formal occasion. Okay, so this is, by all uh, accounts, a standard invitation to a party. It is a very standard invitation to a party. Alright. There is nothing, there's nothing sus, nothing scary, there's no spells on it, it didn't explode. And is it in, is it inappropriate for me to ask you uh, how, what my relationship with the Baroness is since she is not someone that I created? Of course. Um, you don't know her. You've never met her personally. You, From okay. what you know, your mother probably knew her, but it would have been one of those distant relations, like you might write them a letter now and then, you may have seen them now and then. Um, it, it would have been one of those larger family association deals. Yeah. Okay. But there's no bad blood. There's no feud. There's no anything. I know. Like I know. I know nothing specific about her. Basically, exactly. is her is her name familiar to me at all? It or is no? not. Okay. Look, you, you know the cool. you I'm know the asking. last name because again, like you, you okay. know which family they are, but you don't know okay. her personally. Okay. Well, we've got two weeks, boys. What, what do you mean you got two weeks? Of course, you got two weeks. What would you be doing? Oh yeah, we're well, going out to the Badlands for two weeks. Bye. You're okay, Huckle. You're up here's the lot. deal. So, do you see? Do you see this guy over here? You see this monk? You see him, right? Hi. Does he? Does he look balanced to you? Does he look like he's got his monkish order about him? No, he's got trouble. And if we took him to that party in two weeks. In his current state, we'd all be in a mess of trouble, including you, because you've associated with us, and you're the one that's going to be helping us deliver that wine. So we need to go get whatever craziness is happening in his head taken care of. And honestly, if you want this to go well, it would do you good to actually try and help us out in this regard. Oi. Huckleup's face has got this, like, stunned, oh my god, this may not end well. Oh, you'll pack your bags. You guys can go tonight. All right. And so he takes off and he's just like, you know, you just him shoving food into baskets, handing them over, more food, handing them over, more food, handing them over, you know, water skins. He's, he's got like red, red, white, ale, water, what do you want? All of it. All right. So he becomes a flurry of motion. Like, Gary, you can tell he's expending key points to move even faster. To pack the wagon for you guys. Wow, oh, how thoughtful of yeah, he's, uh, he's Mr. Thoughtful, old Huckleup. I mean, he's more like saving his own ass with yes. thoughtfulness. But hey, we'll take it. Yes, his feet would not touch the ground were Gary to have an episode in polite company. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the worst thing about halflings is they're not particularly difficult to hang. Although you've got to lift them up and, you know. Uh, Before we go, I would like to have a little chat with Mr. Huckleup. No, just Huckleup's fine. Mr. Huckleup is my father's name. Ah, okay. Good to know. Uh, So while we're out for these, uh, you know, hopefully less than two weeks, um, can you do some recon, reconnaissance for me? Like um, map of of the castle, 
you know, guard shifts, you know, how many guards, all, you know, as much as information as we can get on this place that we're going into. I, I will do what I can. That's not a problem. All right. Cool. Uh, I'd you. love to say, please insert Ocean's Eleven theme music in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I reckon I could do that. I mean, I could, a basic floor plane might be a bit difficult, but I can certainly keep an eye on the place. Yeah, I mean, whatever you can, whatever in, information you can get us uh, right. before, when we come back, that'd be great. Thanks. Not a problem. Cool. All right, so uh, I believe we are all currently still well-rested. From we all still currently well-rested. No one has used any key points or spells, and no one has any wounds or anything to heal up. So you guys are all in perfect, tip-top, absolute in the pink of health. Well, then, since it is early afternoon, I say we uh, head toward the Badlands. Excellent. Unless anyone has any objections. Nope. That? All right. No. No. Awesome. Consensus! The whole party was unanimous. Wouldn't the chairman be so pleased about that? Um, (laughs) And it never happened again. (laughs) Right down the time and the date. Excellent. So you guys pile into the wagon and you do head out of town. You're lucky to get out when you do because they are closing the gates and they just, I mean, it's kind of like a comedic thing. Like a wagon doesn't go very fast, but it's like your wagon is slowly trundling towards the gates and the guards are like heading over to close them and you just pull through as the gates close for the evening. It's very similar in style to say that uh, the scene in Austin Powers where he's running the guy over with the steamroller. It's, it's it's quite melodramatic. We don't, but we don't murder. You do a not murder guard, a security guard who had a family. No. Oh, good. Anyways, you guys head out to the Badlands, and it does take you two days to get out to where you'd need to be, and you are setting a fairly cracking pace. Um, I mean, it's not just the wagon trundling along. You're actually pushing this animal a little bit. Actually, Aiden, can you give me a D twenty? That's very good. You actually find a little shortcut that you guys can go through. Um, It cuts it down from two days to a day and a half. So it does save you guys a little bit of uh, travel time in that. And I will be keeping notes. So your guys' entrance to the Badlands. On your road out there, you have noticed it has been less and less civilized as you go. Stops inns, caravan uh, areas, these become less and less frequent and they become rougher and rougher. Um, As you guys progress though, you do get the feeling that you are heading into somewhere that is, it is a very, very forbidding place. As you enter, you can see, it's one of those areas near mountains that you sometimes get that is almost like an alpine desert. It is cold, it is desolate. There are small stands of trees here and there that dot the landscape and a chill wind blows in from the north. So you guys all, I mean, it is spring, but you guys have been heading north and, and inland, and it is very, very cold. Okay. As you guys travel, you guys do come across, uh, how many, four wagons that have been overturned, and you can see that this has been raided. What would you like to do? 
I mean, investigate these four wagons in the caravan. We're talking about one single caravan here, right? It's one caravan consisting of four wagons, yes. Well, you know, let's investigate. Very good. Let's... Okay, so you go. Oh, that's That's not not a great investigation. I was about to set the scene, but, you know. Um, You guys get down and you can see crude, large arrows have stuck into these wagons here and there. And you can see the corpses of a couple of different miners or a couple of different humans who are, you know, you you assume one or two of them are miners because they're holding mining picks. And everything that was perishable or anything that had any kind of worth or obvious worth has been stolen. Um, What is left over is like things like clothes, lantern oil, anything that an orc wouldn't use in in a war party has essentially been taken. So it does affirm... Well, that's unfortunate. It, it does affirm that this place is a very dangerous place. Okay. Do, do you guys want to have a bit more of a look around? Um, do we see any tracks leading away from the wagons? That's a good question. I will investigate. Okay. So eight plus... Three proficiency... Mm-hmm. And your wisdom. Plus three. Okay, so it's 14 in total? Yeah. Excellent. That's what the math is. So, Aiden, you do see some tracks leading here and there. What you can tell from looking at the tracks, though, is these guys were attacked on both sides. And you can tell these are orc tracks. I mean, some of them are a little large for your stereotypical orc, but not overly huge large just kind of just a bit bigger like a few inches here and there but you can tell that this was a very very well set up ambush they there was a flight of arrows and then the orcs came in on mass and just tore them to pieces the tracks themselves look like they're about three or four days old though you can't really tell but you can tell there were quite a lot of orcs involved in this ambush hmm. i'm a little concerned that uh There'll be another trap waiting for us up the road. Yeah, that, I mean, if they're this well orchestrated, orchestrated then it stands uh, to reason. Orchestrated. <laughs> uh, speaking of walking into traps. Um... <laughs> ah, just, I love that I don't even have to, like, do anything. It's just... So easy. I mean, is there something we can do to pre- like take preventive measures? Um, they're kind Leave. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> See you, Gary. Um, there kind of is. I mean, the, the best you can probably do is potentially slow down a little bit and maybe give yourself a bit more time to kind of just be more aware of your surroundings. Um, it would also quiet the noise of the wagon as well, so you guys might have a little right. bit better hearing if you're trying to pick up things. However, there is a settlement. Now, if you, like, north of you guys, if you maintain your current speed, you will be there in three days. If, however, you slow down, it will cost you an additional day. So, four days. Yes. And we've already traveled a day and a half. Now, you guys can pick it up and take an additional half day off. However, any perception checks you have to roll will be a disadvantage. 
Oh, I mean, we only have 14 days till the party, and it stands to reason that if we get beat up along the way, or once we reach our destination, or if something happens to Gary... Actually, sh- shrink it then... down by a day. I-, I apologize. I just realized I did my math wrong. So it'll be shrink. a day and a half further to get to the settlement if you guys speed up. Okay. Two days at normal pace, or three days if you slow down and take it really carefully. Okay. This feels like the Oregon Trail all of a sudden, <laughs> and I'm not liking it because I always did the like rush across the river option and then drowned. So I'm not going to make the call here. <laughs> Each of you give me a constitution check. Sorry. <laughs> One of oh. you has dysentery. No, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> now that's safe. I was dying of dysentery. <laughs> hey, hey. Amethysia. Absolutely no dysentery there. There's no, no dysentery. dysentery. There's no what dysentery. Everyone's fine for the moment. <laughs> Wasted a 19 on that. <laughs> okay, so do you guys uh, want to rush it, normal it, or slow it? Uh, I mean, we are under time constraints here, uh, people. So rush it. The rest hey, of I mean, what's, what's the worst that could happen if we rushed it? Our perception checks are at disadvantage, and therefore we get ambushed. That's oh yeah, we get ambushed by ox and old murdered. Wa- wagon wheel breaks, oxen die. Yeah. You know, the usual. We'll need a new yolk. Yes. <laughs> Run out of bullets for our gun, can't hunt buffalo, that sort of thing. Great white buffalo. I vote we caught the wagon and ford the river. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that too. <laughs> I'm sorry I started this, Josh. It's all my it's okay. fault. It's okay. This has been Nerdy People Play Oregon Trail on the BBC. <laughs> wait, if there isn't... Wait, is there an Oregon Trail role-playing game? Because if there isn't, there should be. Because that sounds like it would be That's a, awesome. That sounds like a great game. I'm sure, you could, I, you should, I'm sure you could potentially integrate it into Dungeons & Dragons. I'm sure some great DM somewhere is kind of doing that now. <laughs> Two days. All right. Come on, guys. It already is kind of like a role-playing game. Right, At here. the start, you choose anyway. to be like a merchant. Okay, a get it on with it, for God's sake. Here we go. Thumbs up if you want to do it quick. Middle of the road if you want to do it normal speed. Thumbs down if you want to go slow. And Ethan will just say his out loud. Okay? I can only see one of you at a time for some reason. Oh, well, that's yeah. fun. So, three, two, one, vote. Thumbs up. All right, we're going quick. Okay. I was the only one that voted normal speed. Right. So that is oh only gosh. two days. When we get ambushed, I'm going to yell at all of you. <laughs> like your characters, not you as people, but your okay, characters. Those of you <laughs> proficient in perception, please give me a roll. Uh, hey, that's me. I think I am. I think so. With uh, at no, disadvantage. I'm not. I disadvantage. Oh, okay. Uh... I wasn't proficient, I shouldn't oh, have rolled. Oh, so that's an 11 for okay. me. Well, that's not good from Val. doesn't matter. Dun, dun, and what did dun. you get, so, Tyler? Yeah. Oh. Nine was my lowest of the two. Okay. So Plus. 15 Plus. in total? Yeah. That's, uh, that's a thing. Okay. So You've got that sneaky look on your face. <laughs> As you guys trundle along, you are whipping this horse, like, 
there, there is an amazing amount of movement going on uh, with, your, with your wagon. When Josh needs to roll a d4, D20, Amethysia, Aiden, Gary, Val. So Gary has been attacked. Ooh! No! Womp womp. That would be a nat 20 for those of you listening at home. (laughs) That was a crit, and that's great. (laughs) Oh, uh, wait, hang on. What am I getting? An error. For uh-huh. fourteen damage. Oh, um, you can deflect some of it. Yeah, if you reduce the damage to zero, you can. Okay, I've actually written over part of what uh, monk deflecting arrow rule is. So, <laughs> sorry about this. I need to look this up. I haven't done this in a while. We've only been fighting melee. Yeah, I've shot an arrow at you for a while. Deflect, deflect missiles. Yeah. Alright. You can use your reaction to deflect or catch a missile when you're hit by a ranged attack. The damage you take from the attack reduced by 1d10 plus dex modifier plus monk level. So you could do this. Alright, let's do it. 1d10. Four plus... Dex. Plus dex. Dexterity modifier, which I think is. is four. So that's 8 plus your monk level? Yes, which is 5. So 4 plus 9 is 13. Excellent. So, Gary, while you do not expect this arrow to hit you, and and it just takes you by surprise, you see it coming in through your peripheral vision, and your hand comes up, it just skids along the back of your hand, opening up a shallow cut, and you take a point of uh, piercing damage. Ow. And I will get you all. Actually, I will get you all right now, yeah. Okay. Yes, you will. <laughs> you guys watch as half a... As, actually, no, not half, sorry. Yeah, half a dozen orcs charge in from either side, and you can now see an archer emerging from each side of the wagon as well. One has fired one arrow. The other is going to fire the next, and he is going to shoot at Aiden this time. And Aiden... Oh, it is a, it's technically a surprise attack. So. <laughs> Does an 11 hit you? Uh, no. Actually, no, sorry, 12. 12. Nope. Okay. So the arrow just goes past you, and you just duck forward slightly, and it goes straight over your head. The rest of the orcs, however, charge immediately inwards, and they are 10 feet from each of you before we roll initiative. Is the path in front of us pretty clear? Uh, it is. For the moment. What did I roll? For the moment. Yes. Okay, I rolled this. Oh, that's really terrible. Uh, I believe I'm top of this here initiative chain. Okay, uh, what did you get? 13 plus, like, dex, so, yeah, 17. I'm going to do these guys, like, half and half. Okay. You do notice, all of you, that these orcs are much, much larger than your average orc, and they are far better equipped as well. I mean, where most orcs are only carrying, say, basic arms, basic armor, 
these ones have clearly done very, very well out of your rating because you can see things like chain mail and, and, and swords and shields and things. So these boys are very, very well pre prepared for a bit of a Barney. And the other ones, okay. So that's going to be a 7 and a 13 for their initiative. So who was, who was tired? It was Gary? Uh, yeah, I got 17. Okay. Who was next? I had uh, 14. Yeah, that's you. 8 plus F. Who was next? Did anyone have better than... I have a 9. Okay, so second group of orcs. Okay. And then it was Amy. And then it was... Uh, Val, what did you get? I got a 4. That's not very good. And Val at the end. Excellent. So Gary, you have got four orcs bearing down on your right, four orcs bearing down on your left. They are standing maybe roughly ten feet, uh, sorry, five feet apart. So there's a small gap in between them. But they are charging towards you. I mean, pick up my stick and jump kick the nearest one on the... Right, right uh, on the... Let's say right. Let's say okay. right. Uh, give me your attack rolls. So staff uh, number one and staff number two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two hits. That's what you think, yeah. They are hits, they are hits. I mean, dude, if 14s aren't hitting, like, can we just leave? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my modifier, four decks, plus one for me staff. So that's 12 and uh, eight, 20 damage. Very nice. Yeah. So... You're able to come over the top of the uh, beast's shield and slam it one straight in the forehead. You take back, you spin, and you thrust again, striking it just under the ribcage. And it, it just, like, it takes one in the head, then doubles over. I assume you're just attacking the one orc, correct? Well, yeah. Now I'm going to kick him in the junk. All right. Oh, no, you do not. So you come up to kick him straight in the junk, as you say, and he able he just kind of raises his leg and just blocks it to the side. Well, I mean, whoops. Okay, Aiden. So I can do my attack and then do a spell, correct? You can do an action and then you can do a bonus action. If the spell is a bonus action, absolutely. Okay, so instead of doing... I could do one one of my arrow attacks and then the spell? Is that what you're saying? No. Or, no. You, no. you take your regular two arrow attacks or okay. a spell if they're a standard action. Gotcha. If a spell is considered a bonus action, you could cast it then. Like, um, Healing Word is a bonus action. Okay, but uh, Fog Cloud is not, probably. It's one action, so... Instead of taking the attack action and attacking, you take the spell casting action and cast a spell. Exactly. So, no at no attacks this round. And just remember, Gary has jumped off the wagon. Yeah, he's, he's definitely... We've all been... fallen off the wagon. Bingo. <laughs> Alright, I'll do fog... I'll do a fog cloud on the orcs that are on the opposite side of Gary. Okay. To slow down those, slow down those guys. Okay, I, I will... So, on the left. Say that's the group that's going to go next. Okay. And do you want Fluffy to do something? 
Yeah, she can attack. She'll jump out on Gary's side and uh, go for the archer. Okay, that is going to be quite a run. That is going to, okay. I mean, it's going to take her her then, full turn to get to the archer. Okay, then she'll just go for the nearest. Whoever's closest. Okay, that, that would be the one that Gary attacked. 16. Uh, I think it's plus two for her. If I Actually, she gets your proficiency. Oh, yeah, plus... She hits, yep. Okay. Okay. And then damage. Okay, and that orc has to take a strength test, which he may have actually just failed. Uh, 13. So I think he actually passes. Oh, okay. Okay. So Fluffy jumps up on him and just tears at tears at his forearms and you can see that this orc has been beaten up pretty badly but he is however still standing the orcs in the fog cloud what i'm going to do is i'm going to roll essentially a bunch of d20s and see which ones pass their perception test as a way of like trying to wander out of the fog but that will probably be their move and whatnot so let's see crap right okay i'm going to say two of them were confused in the fog and just got turned around and just came out the wrong side the other two, however, they do come charging out. Now, I am going to roll 2d4 to see who they attack. Okay, so one is going to attack Val and Amy. One is coming directly at you. Val, the one coming at you, he's got a... Usually you'd see orcs with, like, crudely made weapons. This looks like a very well-made orcish weapon. Like, mm. they should not have steel this good. They're being funded. They are. Now... Does a 20 hit you? It would, unless fate intervenes, which I think it's gonna. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, yeah, so nice. now it does not hit He me. does not. So it does not. He comes forward, but he's misjudged how fast the wagon is going. And the blade just comes down, like, right next to you and just sticks in the side of the wagon. You see him go, like, eh, 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 eh. He actually has to drop his shield and use both hands to take it out of the wood. So I'm just going to write that down, two-handing. Okay. So, wait, the wagon's still moving? It's still kind of moving. I mean, you guys didn't stop. Because I'm sort of... Well, I'm sort of imagining, like, after we're done with the ox, Gary sort of turns around like, hey, wait up! <laughs> I, I will assume that the horse is rearing and is um, and is stopped and is very, very shocked. And, uh, Amy, this one's coming at you, and I'm going to make the assumption that a 19 hits you. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm Definitely. very sorry about that. Eh, right. It might not be. Uh, that is 10 damage. Okay. Very good. Takes me, takes me down to 31 hit points. I'm fine. Okay. And Amy, it's your turn. All right. I... Um, so... They're on... from Coming from two sides? Mm-hmm. One side has and... got Gary and Fluffy. The other side is... There, there are two orcs standing near the wagon. Okay. Um, I'm not going to thunder wave anybody at this moment. I do, what are they wearing? Uh, the latest season. They're well funded. <laughs> Silk shirt, leather jacket. 
<laughs> this matters. <laughs> I'm not asking for a dumb reason. I know. They are both wearing chain mail, and I know what you're going to do. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, one yeah, of the yeah, orcs, yeah. unbeknownst to any of his team, is wearing lady orc undergarments because he, he's still working himself out. Because he's worth it. Okay, well, yeah, he is. That one, just by happenstance, is the one. He's gonna feel that pretty I'm hot. I'm gonna cast. I'm casting heat metal on him. <laughs> okay, um, I think that's he just takes damage if it's his armor, if I recall. It's like two d eight. Yeah, it says any creature, yeah, in physical contact with the object. So the chainmail is what I'm targeting, and he takes two d eight fire right. damage. Uh, do I roll that or do uh, you? You roll that. Okay. Okay. So that is seven damage, and then I can use a bonus action on my subsequent turns to to cause that damage again. Uh, But for my bonus action for this turn, Mm -hmm. I would like to give a Bardic Inspiration die to... Who's after me? Val. The Orcs. Val. Val. (laughs) Oh, not the Orcs. They're all after us. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to give a Bardic Inspiration die to Val. Yay! Very good. Now, before Val gets to attack, two orcs are going to attack Gary. Actually, I'll do this correctly. Yeah, it occurred to me I probably should have patient defense. Probably should have. Because I just jumped into a whole horde of these blighters. Okay, at least one is going to attack you, Gary, but the other three I'm going to randomize it between yourself, Fluffy, and Aiden. (laughs) Okay. So, Gary... Two of these orcs, they gang up on you, and they are coming at you, blades swinging. Uh, You're able to dodge me. under one, but the other does. He he impels you pretty good. Ow. Okay, he does eight damage to you. You know, you said impales, and only eight damage happened. Is he using a toothpick? Okay, um, Aiden, does a 14 hit Fluffy? Uh, uh, 14 is her armor class. Okay, so it does hit her. So as Fluffy is preoccupied with attacking one of the orcs, another comes up and, and just goes her straight in the ribs and does her 11 points of damage. Oh. She should still be okay, but not by much. Yeah, 11 out of 24. And Aiden? One of the orcs clambers onto the wagon... And as he clambers up, he somewhat slips with a natural one, falls over, and he just, he is now prone on the wag, like, on the ground in front of you. So that was very, very lucky. And it is now Val's turn. Prone, you say? He is on the other side of the wagon from you. Oh. Well, I have no idea. <laughs> uh... So what side of the wagon am I on? You are on the... I'm going to say you're on the right-hand side, and Gary and Aiden are on the left-hand side. Okay. I already said I jumped to the right, didn't I? You're on the left-hand side. Gary and Aiden are on the right-hand side. I also said... I thought I said I jumped off the wagon to go right at him, so I'm not on the wagon No, you're on the right-hand side of the wagon. Yes. Oh, okay. I wish to jump down and engage with an orc. However, that that happens. Well, if you want to be engaged with an orc, you know I respect your life choices. And uh, 
I will yell out in giantish because some orcs understand that uh, f for the Blood Axe Clan and start smashing into them. Uh, so two of the orcs look up and go, "Oh, the New Hampshire Blood Axes." <laughs> Well, that's not. That is hurt. not going to hit. So your first attack skids along the uh, the the steel rim of his wooden shield. Your second, however, you're able to backhand him straight on. So give me some damage. All right. Um, I think I'm going to use menacing attack with that. Okay. So he needs to make a wisdom save. He's probably not going to do very well at that. He does oh, not. No, that's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> not with a five, and orcs are not exactly wise. So, no, you're okay. He, he is menaced. All right. Well, he's terrified and takes 14 points of damage. Okay. And you're all good? You're done? Yep. I'm not going to blow everything right now. Okay. So I would I'm... remind you, you are bardically inspired. Yeah, that wouldn't help with the first attack. It's still too right. low, I don't think. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little low. Um, the two orc archers. Just randomize it again. Bring the noise. So they see Val, and they decide the dragon. I mean, they they heard your remark about the Blood X Clan, and they're like, Ooh, wait a sec, we don't want you know, we, we don't want him getting back. Okay, one of them certainly does not hit you, because this is a bow and they're not great with bows. It's only a 17. The second one, however, who rolled a nat 1... Uh, no, I can't make him do that. Actually, you know what? I will. You got... Ooh! <laughs> nice. You guys see an arrow sink directly into the back of one of the orcs that's attacking you. Um, it is in fact the orc that um, Val just struck. And Everything's going wrong today. I mean, it was like it was fated. It was like, you know, some kind of chaotic will grabbed the arrow and jammed it straight in the nor kidney. Gary, your turn. Um, I mean, I'm going to uh, clean up the orc I was hitting last time. Good idea. Uh, no. 11 plus no. 5 plus proficiency. Oh, Actually, no, that'll probably do it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, 4 decks, my proficiency is 3. So that's 17. And I get plus 1, because it's a plus 1 star. You so. lucky, lucky boy. So that's 18 in total? So I'm guessing it's... Uh... 19, oh, okay, actually. Okay, well, yeah, alright. Okay. Go on. Uh... I deal in 10 damage. Okay, and you jam your staff forward and you just strike him straight in the windpipe. He drops his weapons and just falls to the ground, choking. And he is out of the combat. Like, he's done. Alright, I was about to say he's like dead choking? Yeah, he, or, he's very dead. You know, trying to get me sent off choking. Ref! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, as for the other one, like, come here, you. Oh, that's another I'm hit. guessing the yeah, same yeah, roll yeah, hits it, him. It does, yeah, funnily enough. Uh, he takes eight. Okay. And I'm not going to patient defense because I don't got to. Okay. I'm going to flurry of blows and let him have it. Well, I'm guessing one, one of these countries the, hit him. One of the hit hits, yes. 
Uh, do I still roll one no, d6? You roll the d6. I think I do. Oh well, pardon me. Pardon. Scrub, scrub that one from the Ooh. record. Whoa! Let's have a six nice. instead. There we go. So Gary, you're able to after striking that other one, you come straight in, strike the first orc on the side of the head. You come in with a knife hand. He blocks that one. You follow up, palm strike to the jaw, and and you can see this guy's like, Phew. all right, that hurt. So that's ten damage from my yep. hands. My fists of steel. All right. I'm going to target one of the archers. Okay. And feeling inspired by uh, my teammates yelling at the orcs, I'm going to yell, go away, bad guys. (laughs) Uh, Uh, First one was... Okay, I'll do the second one and then give you the damages. Okay. This, Given how murderously... Oh, yeah, that's very much a oh, hit. Jesus. So close. All right. All right, so damage number one, 14, mm-hmm. and damage number two, 12. Very nice. So that orc archer is taken out. He, Your two arrows just go thud shoulder, thud belly, and he just topples backwards. And Fluffy is up. I should... So it's the this plus two. Mm-hmm. So uh, 15. She is unable to find anywhere on the orc wish where her no. fangs can penetrate. Not even... So, sorry, the one that was on the gr- prone next to me? Oh, oh okay. Actually, yeah. Could she... Could she tar- yeah, I forgot yeah, to she, tell... She can roll that guy. Um, give, me, give me advantage. All right. One second. 16 plus 2. Again. Oh, plus 2? Yeah. Meats. Sorry. All right. Speaking of meats, she goes for it. Nice. 8 for damage. And he he is, however, able to get up on his turn. Okay. Uh, I'm going to roll two perceptions for those other orcs on the other side of the fo- who are still within the fog cloud. Okay. And they are still wandering around in the cloud. I mean, actually, because they get... What, what is your spell DC, Aiden? Is it 13 or 14? Um, I don't recognize that on for my sheet. 8 plus proficiency plus your wisdom bonus. What, what's your wisdom bonus? Is it... Wisdom, wisdom is plus 3. Okay, so it should be 14. So they are still wandering around, dazed in the fog. However, one of them is definitely going to be... get. Actually, I'm just going to roll. Okay, so Val, two of these orcs are going to be coming at you. Amy, the orc that you've uh, tried to set on fire is going to be coming after you in this case. Okay. And actually, no, that should only be two. Sorry, sorry, guys, because they're still wandering around. So I do apologize. Val, the one that you have frightened is going to try to attack you, but he is at disadvantage, and he's just cowering and he's he's flailing wildly with his longsword, but he he cannot he cannot get through your defense. Amy, the one attacking you is probably not going <laughs> to hit with a five. 
No, he is he's not. He's definitely not. Okay. How long does Fog last? He's he's worried about people about about the fire revealing his women's undergarments. He, the judgment he, is just he he's like oh oh god please is that silk burning oh no. <laughs> How long does Fog Cloud last? Says duration up to one hour. Huh? Or concentration. <laughs> yeah, or concentration. So if he takes damage and fails a save, maybe, but mm. otherwise. That's a lot of fog. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Amy, it is your turn. Okay. Um, well, as my bonus action first, I'm just going to go ahead and continue burning the one that's burning, because I can. So, uh, 2d8 is going to be... Ah, only five damage this time. Okay. And you've got your main action. Yes. So then I am going to cast uh, Tasha's Hideous Laughter on the same one. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I assume he has to make a wisdom save? Yes. Uh, succeed on a wisdom save. He does not. Okay. So he is now prone. Uh, he just and thinks incapacitated. He just thinks this whole thing is just hilarious. Like he falls to the ground, like. <laughs> like actually, orcs don't laugh like that. They've, I'm sure they've got deeper voices, but he he's just like rolling around next to the cart, just in glee, for want of a better term. I, how how is how far away from the cart is he? Um, he would only. I mean, he attacked you, so I'd say he's right next to it. Okay, I just want to make sure that his uh, hot. Uh, Chainmail does not burn come near the cart. I was actually see. I was trying to make him be prone so he wouldn't set our wagon he's on fire. Just, for the he's record, just next to it. So that's that's a good idea. So y'all remember, I tried preventing some fire. Only you for can once. prevent forest fires. Okay. <laughs> the sing. Oh, actually no. Sorry, it's the uh, other group walks now. Two of them, Gary. Oh, are they? Oh. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Jesse. With that. Would that affect your action, is the question. Yes, so as you cannot uh, cast Tasha's Hideous Laughter without ending Heat Metal... Then no, I would not cast okay. Tasha's Hideous Laughter. Uh, um, I, I just thought it would be really funny to have him be laughing and on fire, so... <laughs> you need two people I, to make that hilarity happen. <laughs> Alright, so uh, I will... I'm dying! Can, this is really painful! <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let's just stab at him. Okay. From Hell's Heart, you stab at thee? Yeah, right. I think we'll just do that with the, um, okay. my, uh, magical short yep. sword. So give me a d20. Just, uh, yep. Your so dex is three, and your proficiency is yes. also three, so that, yep, okay, give me the yes. d6. Okay. Hey. Okay, so you carve directly into him and you're able to find the, the weak spots on his armor and just come straight in under his ribs. And while he is now bleeding, I mean, fortunately, the heat metal spell has cauterized the wound quite effectively, so he's not going to bleed out. <laughs> he is, however, very unhappy about that. Now, these last three orcs on the um, other side with Gary and Aiden, I am going to say two of them are going to beat up on the monk. 
and the last one is going to attack Fluffy. So one of them is going to have advantage because he is going to be flanking good old Gary. No. Ooh. Oh. Oh, that's not good for Gary. That's really I bad for Gary. The... I'm going to assume the advantage was the 19 and the 20. No. <laughs> no, you say I that now. I do say that now. He rolled a 50. Good lord. <laughs> Okay, so Gary, you take 11 points of damage as the first orc, the one you've been beating up on very, very, very effectively. He is able to, his blade pierces you in the belly just above the hip, while the second one, you don't even see this one coming, and his blade actually doesn't do, oh wait, sorry. Okay. You take 17 points of damage as the other one comes in and goes you straight in the shoulder. So yeah, I'm on like 9 hit points. Wait, no. I'll use my bonus action. Yeah, no, it was 9. I'll use my bonus action my next turn to help you out. The last one... I should have used patient defense. The last one attacks Fluffy and does a a 15 hits Fluffy, if I recall. Yes? Yes. It's not that bad. She's able to miss most of it, but she still does take another five points of damage. Okay. Val, you're up. Uh, beat on the frightened guy. That's a good idea. Uh, so, I'm guessing a 13 doesn't hit. A 13 wouldn't, but I believe, I mean, but you, I'm you have it. You are, yes. So I'm going to use that. Come on. So that becomes an 18. That is a hit. It meets. So that's two hits. I'm pretty sure you've just killed him. You'd have to roll pretty badly. Ooh, absolutely. So he is flaming with his blade, but you simply step forward and Mortis just cleaves his head from his neck and the body just plops down on the ground. Wee. Okay. How many orcs are left on this side of the wagon? One, not in the fog bank. Two, in the fog cloud. So I'm on the fog you cloud side? You are on the fog cloud side. The fog cloud side. Okay. Go team fog cloud. Woo! <laughs> Hashtag fog cloud. Uh, then I will end my turn. Very good. And before I go, I'm going to roll the last orc archer who is going to unleash an arrow at Aiden. Professional jealousy. And the arrow just sails right over Aiden's head. So, it is absolutely not going to hit, and unfortunately, I do need to eat. Because I didn't eat before I came out here. But, um, guys, we will see you next week, and we'll see how this encounter goes. Yay! Anyone? Can I have one of the invulnerability potions? Yeah. (laughs) Can I chug, like, if I chug, like, three at once, how invulnerable am I? Uh, we, t- we talked we only- about what happens when you drink multiple potions. We only have two. Yeah. Okay, I'll see you guys next week. Bye! Bye! Okay, so we all need to stop our recordings at the same time-ish. Oh. Oh, well, <laughs> 
Nerdy People Play D&D is part of the Nerdy Things Podcast Network and was put together by myself and the wonderful people you just listened to. The music we use is licensed uh, with permission from Gavin, a miracle of sound done, and he is amazing. You should go buy all this stuff right now. The additional audio comes from Audioblocks. If you would like to get in touch with me, please feel free to contact me on Twitter at nerdypeoplednd. Thanks and take care of yourselves. Cheers.